This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide episode 407. Thank you for joining me once again and welcome to you first time listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the popular TikTok app asks to face a Senate inquiry over spying fears. Why Apple's upcoming iPhone 12 might not come with a charger or headphones, and Amazon starts construction on a high-tech distribution center in Western Sydney with cutting-edge robotics. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Minix Neo storage. Uh, that's a hub and an SSD drive in one. We'll also check out the new Sony Extra Bass rugged speaker and the device that can charge all of your Apple devices at the same time and we're going to answer all your tech questions in the tech guide help desk as well and it's all brought to you by netgear the company that keeps you connected and norton the company that keeps you protected TikTok is a very popular app nowadays. I don't use it personally, but I've seen a lot of people who do, especially the younger younger users. I think if you're between 16 and 24, 25, and if you're not on TikTok, I think there's something wrong. There's more than 1.6 million Australians have downloaded the TikTok app, which basically is a video sharing app. So you record and share your videos, these short videos of yourself, share them on the platform, and then you can see other people's videos as well. There's more than a billion users worldwide. And it is popular, of course, with a billion users around the world, including uh, in China, where it's where it's originated, and uh, also India. We'll talk more about India and TikTok's relationship in a minute. But the big news, though, is the fact that TikTok, uh, there's some spying and security and privacy fears around the app. And so much so, it's drawn the attention of the Australian government. There was a story that was uh, that, that was broke in the Herald Sun, and that they they reported that there are plans in motion to bring the platform, which is owned by a Chinese developer called ByteDance, and that's Byte with a Y, B Y T E Dance. There's calls to bring them before the foreign interference through social media Senate inquiry. And the reason they want to do that is to address these suspicions that the app might be collecting user data. Well, not might, it is collecting user data. But the, the contentious part of that is that it could be sending it back to China. Now, the, this isn't the first time the TikTok app has been in the news over privacy and security fears. Uh, earlier this year, the US government launched a security review of TikTok this is back in January, the app was seen as a way to collect user information, but also as a potential to, to use it as a backdoor for surveillance. 
as a result, the US military have since banned anyone in the military from using the platform. And the Australian Defence Defence Force even followed suit. They've banned TikTok from being used on any department-issued devices. So there are fears that because it's a Chinese app and, and with possible links to the Chinese government, that this could be a way for them to gather information. Uh, the, the, the fears from the Australian government uh, come after the, the, Indian, the Indian government banned TikTok and 58 other Chinese-based apps, including, I think, WeChat and Alibaba and some others, the Indian government uh, saying that, that they cited the, the the fact that they believe that the app app and this is quoting their statement were prejudicial to the sovereignty and teg- and integrity of India, and uh, they're also prejudicial to the defence of India, the security of state and public order. So this is a big deal for for TikTok because there are more than 120 million TikTok users just in India. So this is a huge blow to them. So so much so, the TikTok CEO, his name's Kevin Mayer, has written to the Indian government and distanced his company from the Chinese government, saying that they've never be, ever re- been requested to share user data with the government. And he said it never would ever turn over that information to the government, even if they were asked. So it all comes back to the information that the app collects. Now, if you take a close look at the TikTok privacy policy, it does state very clearly in black and white that personal data is collected. The personal data that is collected includes your username, date of birth, email address, telephone number, and any other information you may include in your profile, which includes your photo, maybe an introductory video, whatever you share. The policy also states that it processes information about your followers, the likes you receive, and the responses to the content you upload. So it's a fairly wide-ranging amount of information. And they say that the information is used for the purposes of serving personalised advertising and to alert users about new features and services. Does that sound familiar? That's exactly what Facebook and Twitter and all these other platforms do as well. So I think here, TikTok's being viewed more suspiciously because of its ties to China and this inquiry will will go through and hopefully they'll haul in Facebook and Google and other platforms to to for them to have their say and to also address that fact as well that they collect this information and how it's handled so i think the the fact that it's it's got ties to china although the ceo denies any connection with the government or them sharing any information that alone has has raised suspicions it, it, it's it, it's similar to what what Huawei is going through as a company. There, well, in in their in their mind and in, and in their what we've seen in in the past, they they are a, a reputable company, and because of their their perceived ties to the Chinese government, they've since been banned from the five G rollout in Australia. That they can't bid on the five G rollout. They've been banned in the US for for for, for similar things. They can't 
be installing any kind of telecommunications equipment there either. And, and in the US, the black ban has gone so far to exclude them from using Google on their mobile devices. So d- despite the fact that there are other there are other American companies that they're doing business with, including Microsoft. Huawei and Microsoft are it's business as usual. That's an American company. But Microsoft, but but Huawei and Google, uh, that that relationship has now is now on hold until until this these these this black ban is lifted, and no other Chinese companies, uh, Oppo uh, and others, I, I can't name them all right now, but they don't seem to be having the same issues uh, that that uh, that Huawei are experiencing. Like TCL is another big telecommunications company; they make Alcatel and uh, and TCL smartphones. They 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 seem to be okay uh, in in the the world's eyes, whereas Huawei is considered differently, and and it's in a similar way. TikTok is being viewed similarly as well, and their policy seems to to mirror what Facebook and Twitter and any other social media platform collecting information, Google especially, even even uh, Apple and their platforms as well, they collect certain amounts of information and and. TikTok is not doing anything different. The only thing different is the fact that they're a Chinese. They've got Chinese ties. That they're a Chinese company, a Chinese developer, and they are seen perceived a little differently. Uh, TikTok is uh, setting up offices here in Australia, and no doubt will be responding to to these claims. They they have been advertising for for staff for their to to man their offices and uh, and expand their business here in Australia. So uh, we can expect to hear from them any day now, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. But. Look, the, the calls the calls for them to be banned, that was one thing that they were talking about, might be banned, uh, should, should it be banned, could it be banned? And look, I, I think that's a massive, massive development if the, the app is banned. Uh, they There is no evidence to say that these spying claims are justified. There's no evidence to say that information is being shared with the Chinese government. There's no evidence at all. To, so apart, apart from these suspicions is all we have. Facebook and Google also should be facing similar scrutiny uh, because they, they go about their business in a very, very similar way. If you want to read more about TikTok and its potential to be banned, but also uh, that full story behind the, the, the Senate inquiry and all, all that information, all the dramas with India, just further on the Indian part, though, the out, outsiders are viewing the move by the Indian government to be a political move. Now, this ban happens to follow a heated border clash with Chinese troops that left 20 Indian soldiers dead. A lot of outsiders, uh, I think the New York Times even reported the fact that this ban of these Chinese apps is a is a like a retaliatory move to China uh, because of that incident. So it's it's more a political move rather than a security move. Uh, we'll leave that for other people to decide. But again, an, a, the reason behind that ban is a little bit cloudy at the moment, but it hopefully won't come to that in, in Australia. Some sanity will prevail. We'll get some information and make our minds up when we know all the facts. If you want to read more about the story, the TikTok potential ban, but Senate inquiry, no doubt in the pipeline, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
Now, I bet there's a lot of you very excited and eager to get the iPhone 12 in your hand. This is going to be the first 5G iPhone. It's going to have a new design. It's going to have 5G connectivity. But one thing it might not have in the box is a charger or earphones. Now, in the past, anyone who's ever bought an iPhone, you get the iPhone, of course, but you also get a cable and you also get a little charger and you get a little pair of wired earphones. Well, rumours are really ramping up here about Apple potentially not including a regular charger with the iPhone 12. Now, this could be for a number of reasons. We'll go into them in a sec, but the other thing they might not include either is uh, wired earphones. Who still uses wired earphones anyway? We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's start with the charger. Why will they not include a charger? Well, a couple of reasons. I think this is uh, motivated. The motivation behind this move is for a couple of reasons. It's mainly an environmental decision. A lot of people probably already have a charger. Uh, I know that... I know myself and people that I know, whenever there's a new iPhone that they buy, the what stays in the box are the earphones and the charger. They just use their current charger or a third-party charger. There are other chargers that, are, that can charge the phone wirelessly as well, as well as using the cable. The, the, the phone will still have a charging port. There was a bit of confusion about this story. There's still a port, a lightning port that the iPhone will have, so you can actually put a cable and charge it via a cable into a charger. But the actual charger itself that you plug into the wall is what potentially could not be included. Now, the the reason being, I've mentioned, we might already have a charger. No doubt you've already got a charger. If you've got an iPhone, you've got a charger. But you can use that charger for the new iPhone. Now, the other reason, too, is that Apple is, the rumor is also that they're developing a, 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 an app, a charger, I should say, that can, a 20-watt charger that has the potential to charge the phone a lot faster. So rather than giving, if that's going to be the case, rather than putting a charger in the box that probably won't be used and then people have the opportunity to buy the new charger. So rather than you putting a charger in the box and then offering a faster, higher-powered charger, they're deciding, I think, to go, no charger, either use your own or buy this new one, the fancy new one. On the headphone side, similar thing where I think we've, we've most of us are wireless. We, we're not, not many people are connecting a cable to their mobile device. And if you buy an iPhone 12, which won't be cheap, you are probably pretty tech savvy. You probably own AirPods or other wire-free earphones. So that pair of earphones is just going to sit in the box. So again, another reason. So rather than using up energy and and increasing the carbon footprint of uh, producing these millions, tens and hundreds of millions, potentially chargers and earphones, they've decided that maybe they don't need to do that. Now, Price-wise, you think by not including a charger, which costs about, let's call it 45 bucks, and by not including a pair of earphones, let's call that 35 bucks. That's so let's let's round that up to $90. I hope that this reflects a slight price drop that that's taken into consideration if these items are not included with the iPhone 12. Now the goal here, I think this is this was the end goal for Apple to in in the, in the whole the whole time, is that Apple wants to create a much smaller package. 
So you can imagine not having a phone, not having a phone, not having the charger, you'll have the phone in there, not having the charger, not having the earphones will mean that the iPhone package will be half its size, potentially even even thinner. So you can just imagine now the uh, the added benefit of having smaller packages, so less shipments to to ship to move more product. That means less carbon that's being produced to get these around the world in the in to be shipped around the world. This is how Apple thinks. They're a very green company, and any way they can reduce their carbon footprint and make less of an impact on the environment with the buying selling their products and for us using their products, they're going to try to take it. I think that that's probably the mo- the biggest motivation here. So don't be surprised if in a few months' time we're expecting an announcement in dis- in September for there to be a shiny new iPhone, but the packaging may not include the the charger and earphones. So stay tuned for that. I, I, I'm pretty. This is a pretty solid rumor. I, I think this is exactly how Apple will go. And guess what? Once Apple does it other companies will follow. It's just like when Apple decided to get rid of the headphone jack, guess what? Other smartphone manufacturers decided to drop the earphone jack. Not many still have it. And I think this is a move that will will we be echoed by other companies, will be copied by other companies. Because you think of the amount of money they can save by not having to produce the charger. And again, potentially the customer will see a saving here. And we've already got a charger. I've got I've got five chargers here that I can use to charge my iPhone or any other smartphone. So potentially, look, this could be mean big business for third party, uh, third party charger manufacturers like Belkin. They're one of our sponsors. Belkin they make brilliant chargers, including the USB PD, which is short for power delivery, and that actually delivers a higher power, higher uh, wattage of power, so you can actually charge your devices faster than ever before. So there is there is that potential as well. The iPhone too, don't don't forget, is is can be charged wirelessly. And just because just because it can be charged wirelessly, Apple doesn't put a wireless charger in the box. You got to buy your own wireless charger for that to work. So I think they're sort of moving that perception, that that feeling to the wired charging side of things as well. It it is capable of wireless charging, BYO wireless charger. You can connect. I think there will still be a cable in the box. There'll be a Lightning to USB C cable, I think, or a USB A cable. But there will be a cable in the box. But again, it'll be BYO charger, and it, hopefully, it's not only going to help the environment, less impact on the environment, but also save us a few bucks in the deal as well. So it, it will potentially make the iPhone just that little bit more affordable. You want to read more about the iPhone 12 and it's not having a charger? There are some uh, some some shots of the iPhone, some some renders of what it's going to look like too in our story. If you want to check all of that out, you know where to find it: techguide.com.au. Now, Amazon have start just started construction on a new centre in Western Sydney. Uh, they're calling it the Fulfillment Centre. I know that sounds that might sound uh, either like a, a religious thing for some people. Some people may have another meaning for the Fulfillment Centre, but in Amazon's world, this is where all your orders are processed and all their products are stored, and bottom line is they want to get your order to you as fast as they can. Now, this new fulfillment center 
it will create more than 2,000 jobs, but it will feature some of the most advanced robotics technology in the world. It's going to be located in the Oakdale West Industrial Estate and will be completed in either late 2021 or early 22. And it is the size, it has 200,000 square metres, which is the same size as Taronga Zoo or 22 football fields. And it will be home to more than 11 million items under one roof. Now, this advanced robotic system will allow Amazon Australia to really speed up the order processing time by rather than employees moving to the shelves to fulfill the orders, the shelves through this advanced robotics come to those that start those staff members. The technology will not only be able to allow these products to be processed faster, but also storing products, storing stock this new technology will be able to allow 50% more items to be stored per square metre. So it's a remarkable in terms of being able to increase their storage capacity, but also speeding up the ordering process as well. And Amazon says that because the, the, these, these new robot, this new robotics technology is being introduced into these centres, it doesn't necessarily mean that, the, that it, it's going to eliminate jobs. In fact, it's going to create new jobs because there does have to be staff working collaboratively with these robots to pick up, pack and ship these smaller items. Now, this fulfilment centre will deal with smaller packages like books, beauty products, electronics, toys, smaller items. So you won't be able to buy a larger item like a printer or a ladder or anything through this particular uh, fulfilment centre because like apparently 90% of all Amazon orders are actually quite small, uh, fit in a smaller package. Uh, there is a second centre in Western Sydney, in Moorbank, in, in the western suburbs of Sydney, that is uh, another fulfilment or, or distribution centre as well. And others are, are in Melbourne uh, uh, also, and I think one in Brisbane. So they're serving the Australian customers through all of these centres. In December this year, Amazon will celebrate its third birthday in Australia. And year on year, the Amazon Australia business has doubled each, each year. So you can just imagine why there's a need for these distribution centres to, uh, to be built as soon as possible to help with, uh, to cope with that kind of growth, which is remarkable when you think about it. Amazon is a massive company, global company, but they've also set up shop here in Australia for, with these distribution centres. Good for our economy, good for, for job creation. Uh, they, they, they are going to be made, obviously built by Australian workers as well and staffed by Australian workers and will be ready, as I said, in late 2021 or early 2022. And if you're an Amazon customer, I'm sure plenty of you listening right now have ordered stuff through Amazon. Good news is centres like this one will help get your orders to you even faster. If you want to read more about the Amazon Fulfillment Centre and its cutting-edge robotics, check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by our friends at Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi feeling old and outdated? Are you experiencing buffering while streaming or does connecting new devices slow everything down? Can, you hand, can it handle gaming, video calls, large file transfers and 
God help you, what do you do when it all happens at once? It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is. It does matter, though, how the Wi-Fi is handled. And with the Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. The Wi-Fi 6 is the latest technology that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed and reliability. You can stream in HD, 4K, even 8K without buffering. Eliminate lag while gaming and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class. If you're ready for Netgear's best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear. Never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 at netgear.com.au forward slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. We're going to open up the reviews with a handy little product that was uh, sent to me by Minix. That's M-I-N-I-X. This is a company that has made a little storage uh, slash USB hubs in the past. But this new one, the Minix Neo Storage Pro, is both a hub and a portable SSD drive in one. So by hub, I mean here's a device that has uh, a USB-C port, a USB-A port, and a HDMI port as well. Uh, it measures, it's, it's, it weighs only 55 grams. It's 13.3 centimetres long, 3 centimetres wide, and just 8 millimetres thick. Now what it does have, it has two USB-C plugs because this has been designed for Apple's MacBook Pro and the more recent MacBook Air. Now what you do, you plug these into those two ports and you'll get back one USB-C port. So you're giving away two, but you get back one. It's actually a USB-C slash Thunderbolt 3 port. So uh, you get that in return. There's also a HDMI port, USB 3.0 port as well. But that, the HDMI port, that can support 4K at up to 60 hertz. So great way to connect to, say, a television to your computer or, or a monitor, projector, whatever you like. But the Thunderbolt 3 port, which looks like a USB-C port, can connect an external 5K monitor at up to 60 hertz and also transfer data at 40 gigabytes a second. So it's a great way of adding, improving your MacBook's connectivity. So you can connect a TV uh, and to an external monitor at the same time out, out, of, out of the MacBook Pro or MacBook Air. Uh, it also has USB PD, which is power, short for power delivery, uh, and can support up to 100 watts of fast charging. So it does have pass-through if you are plugging your charger into the USB-C port or Thunderbolt 3 port on the device. It does pass through to the, to the laptop. But that's great if you're wanting that connectivity. But what you're also getting there is 480 gigabytes of SSD storage as well. With, with read and write speeds at more than 400 megabytes a second. So that's pretty fast transfer. So it, because it's connected to the computer, it becomes kind of part of the computer. Uh, there's pictures on Tech Guide. You can see it linked to my, my, my MacBook Pro there. Uh, and it looks like you can even get it in gray, space gray or silver so it matches your computer, your MacBook. And, and you can even leave it on if you are taking it and putting it in your backpack. That can be left on. It can become literally a part of your MacBook. 
and having that added storage means that you may not have to maybe pay a lot more upfront for your MacBook or MacBook Air for that added memory. You can add nearly half a terabyte just with this product. So when it's connected, the storage part of it appears in the Finder, so you'll see it'll appear as Neo Storage, and you, you just having that additional memory then means you've got all this extra space at your disposal rather than having to connect an external hard drive with a cable. And then if you do need uh, to access different ports and uh, you'd have to access a separate hub. So rather than having two devices connected to your computer, this wraps it all up into one. So it really cuts down the sort of clutter and uh, it's it means having more extra storage and more ports on the same device rather than having to connect two different products to achieve the same goal. Now, the Minix Neo Storage Pro, uh, it's the same thickness as the keyboard on the MacBook as well, so it does it does actually blend in quite nicely. Uh, has the 480 gig SSD storage, has a HDMI port, so you can run 4K at up to 60 hertz, Thunderbolt 3 port as well, so data transfer, display output, power delivery, and also a USB 3.0 port, which the traditional USB shape in case you have to connect uh, a USB thumb drive or something, that that's going to allow you to do that through this as well. Now, the Minix Neo Storage Pro is actually uh, coming through Indiegogo, and if you're fast, if you get in early, you'll be able to buy it for, for as little as $146. If you wait, the normal price is probably going to be $190 Australian dollars. So best to get in there. First in, best dress, gets the best price. Uh, it's already exceeded all its targets and is actually on sale. So you can buy it now. So best to get in early. There is a link at the bottom of our story on Tech Guide. So don't muck around with this one. If uh, you need those extra ports but also need some extra storage as well, here's a product that can do it all in the one product. If you want to read more about the Minix Neo Storage Pro, check it out, techguide.com.au. We love a good storage, uh, not storage, a good speaker. We talked about storage before. We do love a good Bluetooth speaker. And one of them that came across our desk was the Sony ExtraBase SRS XB23. I went a bit on a little bit of a road trip with uh, my good mate Trevor Long. We went into the country, and I, this was one of the review products we took on our review road trip. And it's perfectly designed for taking it with you into the great outdoors. It's got rugged construction. It's got a cylindrical shape and delivers terrific audio quality as well, the SRS XB23. That has a cylindrical shape, as I said, and the cylindrical shape is, is handy because it's the same circumference as a can of drink. So what does that mean you can do? You can put it in your, uh, in your cup holder in your car so you can take it with you anywhere. And because it's that, that size and shape, it can also fit in the side of your backpack as well. You know that little pocket on the side? You know that's for your water bottle? Well, you can take your Sony speaker put that into that pocket as well so so right off the bat we're loving the design the cylindrical shape is very handy 
The it, the device itself is also rugged. It has a rugged design. It's 21.8 centimetres high, has a diameter of 7.6 metres and a weight of 580 grams. It has an IP67 rating, which means it's waterproof and dustproof, so perfect for your camping trip to go onto the beach, by the pool, in the backyard, in the bath, in the shower, wherever you want. It's also salt water resistant. So if you do take it to the beach, uh, you can, if it hits the water, not a problem. You just need to give it a bit of a rinse when you get home. You can uh, get rid of the salt, but that's not going to affect the speaker at all. It's also been tested to be uh, to be shock resistant, so it can withstand your daily use, can handle the knocks and scrapes. So it's not, uh, not an issue if you take it with your camping. You can throw it in the bag and it'll can can handle the outdoors with you while supplying pretty good music. The speaker, you can position it either upright, so up on its end, so it's tall, or you can just sit it on its side and it'll change as well. So if it if it goes from mono to stereo playback through the Sony Music Center app, so however you want it to play, it'll change depending on how you place it. Now the big feature of the Sony extra bass speaker here is just that the extra bass so it it makes a huge difference when extra bass is switched off you can switch it on uh, and switch it off again through the sony music center app my recommendation is keep extra bass switched on all the time because the music gets a that little bit of extra punch and authority Without extra bass, I'm going to say it's a, it's a little bit thin, uh, but having extra bass, I think, comes to the rescue. Thing about it, though, they Sony, Sony says that having extra bass switched on all the time, you'll lose two hours of battery life. So without extra bass, you get 12 hours of battery. Switch on extra bass, 10 hours of battery. And you know what? It's worth giving up those extra two hours because uh, your audio quality is going to be much better with extra bass turned on. It does have a lot of power. It can be very loud at its highest volume, so uh, you know, no dramas there. Uh, I found that when I reviewed it, having it at sort of mid-level volume gave us the best results for our personal listening. So if we were the group of people and it was like an outdoors and pretty loud, you can easily turn it up and everyone will be able to hear it. But indoors, listening by yourself, uh, even mid-level volume is plenty. And also, you know, with, with nice clarity, but that extra bass, that's really the uh, cherry on top for me. Uh, you know, and, and as I said, without the extra bass, the, the speaker's a little lacking in power and quality. So extra bass all the way. Don't worry about losing those two hours. You've still got 10 hours of battery up your sleeve. Definitely worth having it as well. So uh, having the shape, the size, easier to take with you, uh, the, 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 the speaker's designed to go anywhere. Uh, you can also connect it to other speakers. So if a friend maybe has, has one or a couple of friends might have them, there is a, a feature called Party Connect, which allows you to connect up to 100 speakers together. Imagine how loud that would be and play the same song at the same time so you can really live up to that party name, Party Connect. So if you, you your mates have these speakers as well, you can really uh, up the volume and have them all playing at the same time. Oh, that I'd like to see, 100 of these at the same time. This is also a hands-free uh, for your phone as well. So if you get a call, it's a hands-free system and it quality is pretty good uh, you can be heard and also they can hear you quite well uh, but uh, and, and you can hear them of to speaker of course you can hear them brilliantly now we mentioned the battery 10 hours it 
extra bass, switch it on. Don't worry about not having extra bass. The extra two hours, just don't worry about it. It can go up to 12 hours. So maybe, perhaps if you're sort of getting low on charge, you might switch extra bass off to get you that extra. But you know what? Just take a charger with you. Keep keep extra bass on all the time. Trust me, you're going you're gonna, to you're really miss it if you're not hearing extra bass. It's definitely worth that extra sacrifice. There's uh, four colours uh, for the Sony extra bass, the XB23. It's available in black, blue, Torp, which is kind of beigey colour, and red, and price is one hundred and ninety nine dollars, which I think is is reasonable. The it does tick the boxes for durability, design, value, audio quality. You're getting all of that. Uh, if you are a camper or heading out the door, this should be one of the first things you pack in your bag. The Sony Extra Base XB twenty three. You can check out pictures on Tech Guide. Uh, the one hundred ninety nine dollars, and if you love your music and you like the outdoors. This is a great way of, uh, of having your music with you in great quality that can handle the situation. If you want to read more about the Sony Extra Bass XB23, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, I'm going to ask you all a question right now. How many of you have the Apple trifecta. By that I mean, do you own an iPhone, Apple Watch, and AirPods? If you own, if you're a true Apple customer, Apple fanboy, Apple fangirl, uh, if you love your Apple products and you've got all of those three, iPhone, Apple Watch, AirPods, You've got what I call the Apple trifecta, and we're going to talk about a product that can charge all three at the same time. So traditionally what you'd do, you'd have your phone being charged either wirelessly or with a cable. You can also charge, depending on the AirPod model you have, you can potentially wirelessly charge it as well or plug in a lightning cable. Uh, with the Apple Watch, that's a different story. You need you need the precise uh, charger for that because it's a little white magnetic disc that sits on that the Apple Watch sits on and charges. I normally charge mine overnight. I use it as my alarm clock, my Apple Watch, and it's charging at the same time. Uh, so that that's what's required. If you do have the Apple trifecta, you need three different ways to charge it, three different cables. You might need three separate power points, and there's a bit of work behind it. Well, we've just looked at a new product called the Vissels 3-in-1 charging pad. Now, this was sent to us as well. This is uh, from a from uh, you can order this online. It's 36 US dollars, which works out at about 52 bucks. Which is pretty good value. It, it not only can, it's a convenient product to have because rather than having to have three power points to charge three products, you can now have one power point to charge your three products. So it saves you time, saves you space, saves you the cable clutter as well. And uh, in in the case of the Apple Watch, it actually makes use of your existing cable. I'll explain that in a moment. But the device itself is 17.5 centimeters wide, nine centimeters long. One less than one centimeter thick, so pretty small desktop or tabletop or bedside table footprint. Uh, it also has a USB C to USB A cable. So, USB C part goes into the charging mat itself, the USB A part plugs into your existing phone charger or any other USB C USB charger that you may own 
plug this in and it's, it's going to be charged. You don't actually get the part that plugs into the wall. You only get the cable. Perhaps like the uh, the upcoming iPhone 12, they're getting the message here as well. But the point is, you've probably already got a charger, so make use of that charger, and uh, and then you're away. Now, in terms of the phone charger, there is the the wireless, the Qi charging uh, portion is in the centre of the Vissel's charger, so you just rest it on on the middle there. It'll wirelessly charge your phone, even through a, a case. A, a case with a thickness of up to three millimeters can still charge wirelessly through that as well. Now, in the case of the AirPods, what what it comes with is a little magnetic plug. So what you do is you take this magnetic plug, plug it into your AirPods case, and then all you need to do then is is put the AirPods case back on the mat and it attaches to that port magnetically. So it locks it into place and you're able to charge your AirPods as well. Now, moving on to the Apple Watch, what happens here is that you take your existing Apple Watch charging cable that comes with your Apple Watch and what happens, you can actually prise this mat apart then you, you place the, the circular section of the charger in inside the circle in, inside the charger. So there's a little space where it fits perfectly. And then what you do is you put your the cable, you wind it into this little channel inside the charger and plug it into an internal USB-C port. Oh, sorry, USB-A port. So it's got that, so it's connected internally and the only part that's showing is the circular charging portion through the top of the mat. So it's all neatly packaged inside. So then when you connect the USB-C to your USB charger, everything is connected. So your, your Apple your Apple Watch charger is, is actually inside the unit now to charge your Apple Watch as well. But again, brings everything back to one, one port, one plug, and you're charging everything at the same time. The wireless charging portion for your phone delivers up to 10 watts of power, which is pretty decent. Uh, the magnetic lightning plug comes with it as well, so that can that can sit permanently inside your charging case. And you've already got the Apple Watch cable that you can simply wind inside and position internally so that it's ready to go whenever you need to charge. So no, not three power points anymore, just the one, and one cable that comes out of this. It is ideal for that bedside table so you make sure all of your products are charged at the same time or good for your desk maybe in your office really handy to have it uh, it's from vissels.com there's a link on our story on tech guide 36 us dollars which i did the math works out about 52 bucks and there may be a small shipping cost there as well but that's pretty affordable for a, a, a triple charger like that to uh, offer that convenience and just the fact you can do three charge three products at the same time in the one product that is really really handy and if you're an apple trifecta customer then this is the ideal product for you you want to check it out the vissels three-in-one charging pad for apple uh, for iphone apple watch and airpods uh 52 aussie dollars you can check that out there's a link at techguide.com.au this is tech guide with stephen fennec 
The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family and your devices safe and private online. We live in a world where we're always connected. Where cyber attacks are in the news every day. They're more prevalent than ever. There are phishing scams and ransomware, online predators hunting your information and your data. It's uh, the, the the situation is that cyber threats have evolved, and Norton has evolved with them. It's a cat and mouse game, and Norton are always staying one step ahead. The new Norton 360 gives you next-level protection, combines the power of device security with a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. The new Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for your devices and online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Thanks, Bill. That's Bill Weaver's voice you're hearing right there. He makes our announcements uh, and, and the intro. He's a he's a, a an announcer at uh, WSFM. So shout out to Bill Weaver. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by Belkin. They're the company that can supply charges, cables, all your your needs. They can meet for your products. Uh, plenty of accessories to help you to get you by. Belkin.com forward slash au to check that out. Now, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, one was from a listener who asked about being able to transcribe a voice recording. You know how many times I've been asked this question? Uh, people make recordings of interviews or whatever, and they, they rather than having to type out the results, if they need to transcribe it, uh, there are there are some outfits that actually charge big money to do this. So I think a dollar a word to, to, to transcribe some, some of those uh, recordings. Uh, there is a way to do it with uh, dictation uh, software. And the software I'm talking about, there are there is a, there is a product that I used to use every day. It was called Dragon Dictation, and it still exists. But they've withdrawn their Mac compatibility. Can you believe? And, and since I upgraded to Mac OS Catalina, the the software's just stopped working. And it, I used to be able to rather than typing all my stories, I was talking my stories. I was I was speaking rather than typing. I find that. I know exactly what I want to write, but what takes up time is actually typing it and fixing up all my mistakes. I'm not the world's best typist. I'm not the world's fastest typist either, but that's what I found was the issue. Now, being able to record your voice uh, and, and it's transcribed right there, that's great. Now, in this case, to transcribe a voice recording, you could go down that path and buy your voice the, the Dragon Naturally Speaking, which is quite expensive software. It is brilliant, but you've got to pay for it. But there is another way. Did you know that the latest version of Microsoft Word has a dictation feature? So you can just hit the dictation button, and my, my Apple Watch is trying to dictate now. You can hit the dictation button. There's a picture of a microphone, top right-hand corner, and you can actually speak, and it will, will say whatever you say, it will type out in your Word document. Now, I've tried this with voice recordings. Well, for interviews that I've done, I've pressed play and watched it transcribe, not 100% accurately, but accurate enough for you to go back and just fix up the mistakes. It's a lot faster than typing it everything out yourself. So there's your simple solution. Don't be paying big money for dedicated uh, or uh, voice recording software, voice recognition software, which they're brilliant and probably give you 99.9% accuracy. But Microsoft Word does it as well. So it is that, that is handy to know. 
Uh, the other question I had was from another reader who was asking about connecting a phone to their NBN modem router. Now, the issue here was this particular person had purchased a D-Link modem slash router that's compatible with their NBN and replaced the NBN modem. Now, the he issue here is that this D-Link NBN router slash modem, NBN compatible, does not have a phone port. When, when you get uh, include a landline with your NBN package, the phone is connected not to the wall, the phone is connected to the modem because that's where the signal has to be processed through the NBN's modem. So my suggestion was to reconnect the modem and allow it to then connect to the phone but then utilize the D-Link modem router, but more in, in, more in particular the router portion of that. So you can connect the modem router. Well, it's a shame he didn't just buy a router because he does really need the modem part. But it, nevertheless, it will still work if you connect the modem router to one of the ports on the back of the NBN supplied modem. And that way you'll still have your D-Link created network so you, you are getting the benefits of having a much higher quality Wi-Fi network through the D-Link router while still through the original NBN modem have the ability to connect your phone and still make and receive your phone calls so you got to you got to sort of bring back the NBN modem but use the router part of the D-Link product by connecting it to the NBN modem and so you're getting the best of the benefit of having a phone line you couldn't connect it to the D-Link modem router because they're, uh, they're all about connectivity rather than having a voice line. NBN, part of the service is the voice, your home line. So use that. Use your NBN modem and then for your Wi-Fi, the D-Link will do the heavy lifting for you there. And we've come to the end of our show for this week. Everything we've spoken about, as usual, is uh, you can find it at techguide.com.au and we'd love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au or click on my face on the Tech Guide homepage. Down the right-hand side, you'll see the Ask Stephen logo uh, with the Belkin symbol on there. They sponsor our Ask Stephen page on Tech Guide as well. Click on that. It'll open up a form. You can then uh, enter your name, your suburb, your question, and that will come straight into my inbox, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week so until then stay safe and stay connected <laughs>